Production support for Soundbites is made possible by listeners and by Coffee by Design, growing a business committed to community and sustainability locally and worldwide. Coffeebydesign.com. Welcome to Soundbites, true stories told by local Mainers and nationally recognized storytellers. The themes are always changing, and the hosts are from all over the nation, but when you hear the name Soundbites, you're in for a unique storytelling experience. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. This week's stories were told live at Frontier in Brunswick, where the event's dedicated theme was touring. Here's today's host, New York-based essayist and storyteller, Bridget O'Neill. Our next storyteller is Karem Drach. Hello, beautiful people. So I'm a runner. I've been running for a long time. I think I'm sometimes pretty good at it. And uh, I've run the Beach to Beacon many, 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 many a time. And uh, I'm in the elite top three of Turkish, American, Pakistani (laughs) category. Ages 40 to 45. Really speedy bastard. I'm a speedy bastard. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I run a 6, 6, 630, um, fairly good clip rate. I was born and raised in Pakistan, so, you know, hot temperature, not a problem. Uh, humid days, not a problem. It's okay. So a handful of years ago, I wandered around the beach to begin again. I just couldn't get into the lottery system. You know, the computer is just is a piece of, you know, it's not working out. And so I was, I was bumming, I was bumming out. And a friend of mine called Jeff, last name not to be divulged, said, you know what, I have a bib. I'll give you my bib. Now remember, this is not, this is not allowed. You're not supposed to run into somebody else's bib. But you know what, I'm in the top three Turkish, <laughs> Pakistani, American runners in the age bracket of 40 to 45. Sure, I deserve to run, why not, you know? Hubris, you know, my, my wife, uh, Mary, who's, who's here, uh, says to me, you know what, honey, you should put, out, put your contact information in the back, the emergency contact information. <laughs> I don't need emergency contact information. Ah, what? Again, hubris, hubris. <laughs> so the day comes, it's, it's pretty, pretty hot, I, I, you know, it's okay. Uh, but the gray starts late. So it's humid, it's hot, I'm in the front, and I don't drink anything. But why should I? I grew up in Pakistan, I'm Turkish. It's like a camel, I don't need anything. I just run, I just run, I just run. I just run. And so, and so the race starts, I'm off. It's a 10K beach to beacon, you know, the, the flavor is all there, Maine, runners, everyone. I'm, 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 I'm going at a fairly clip rate. I get to the 5K mark, it's about a 19 minutes, and I'm looking at my watch, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and then I look down at my watch, it's about the five mile mark, and I'm like at 31, I'm like, this is really good. And then my eyes open up. It's just white. It's pure white. And I'm like, 
oh, I'm in, I'm in heaven. I don't, I don't hear anything. It's things are just, and the white is like this fuzzy white. Whoa, it's like, you know, that sort of like soft, glowy light that comes from the top. I'm going, wow. This is, wow, I'm in heaven. And it's really quiet. Really, really, really quiet. And uh, I can't hear anything, right? I can't. I'm like, wow, this is great. So, I don't know, moments, moments pass. I don't know how long it passes. And then uh, from the corner of my eye, and you know, this is weird sort of, unhinged feeling in the brain, sort of things are tenuous, things are not making real sense. I saw this little white, and that's this blue, and then I see these, a face sort of come in the front, like <laughs> angels, I, you know, and I say heaven, so I'm thinking I'm heaven, you know, the mind's like heaven, this is heaven, You're, it's heaven. So I'm thinking Ava Gardner, am I gonna see Ava Gardner? Rumi, Heidegger, Stanley Kubrick, the director of 2001. I know, wow, you know, what am I going to see? And, and then this, this, this fuzzy face says, Hey, Jeff, can you hear me? It's the voice of God. Got the name wrong, but that's okay. It's the voice. God is not infallible. Come on. And then I, and the voice says, Hey, Jeff, can you hear me? And I can't say anything. My mouth is just like completely paralyzed. I get my tongue is sort of wrapped up in my jaw. And so then I hear it says, blink once for yes, twice for no. So I'm like, I'm trying to control my eyes. I'm twitching. I'm, I'm, I can hear. I can't see. I can't talk. I can hear. I can hear. I, just, I say, hey, hey, Jeff, you, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I'm like, whoa, the God is saying, I've done all right. I'm going to be all right. I'm not going to burn in hell. The seven you know, levels of Dante do not apply to me. I've done all right. I was, I was a good father, a good husband. You know, sure, maybe early going, but you know, that's okay. I, I did my part. And then she said, Jeff, you, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're so sweet, God. You're so sweet. Again, things are very disjointed. I truly, truly, truly think I'm, I'm, I'm in heaven, right? And then she said, hey, Jeff, you're in the med tent. And I said, med tent? Why the heck am I in a med tent in heaven? I mean, is there a med tent in heaven? Why? It's heaven. And then my eyes started to get focused a little bit, little bit, little bit. Now, remember, I, I can't move. I can't move my head. I, just nothing. And she says, hey, Jeff, can you move, my, can you move your head? I said, like, Oh, hey, I'm not Jeff, but I can't say much about that. And no, I can't move my head. So I'm, I'm blinking again, not twice. She said, is that a no or a yes? I'm like, look, it's a, it's a no. And then I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I can't move, can't move. But suddenly I'm, I'm able to, to get my head down to my chin a little bit. And you know like those movies where you, the entire canopy of the universe goes from wide, and I, and I see, oh, I'm in a tub, this big tub, it's full of ice, up to my chin. It's like, I'm in a tub of ice, up to my chin. What the hell? Oh my, oh my, just, and, 
and she's and she's so she says, "Hey Jeff, hey Jeff, you gotta sip on this Gatorade." I'm like, well, no, "I can't move, I can't say anything. What's going on over here?" Ah! And then and then she says, "We have to we have to call your emergency contact, Jeff, Jeff. We have to call your emergency contact." And I'm not thinking, oh. Hang on. Yeah, what's my wife's name? Oh, what's my wife's name? Somebody please help me! But like, you know, it's all in your head, it's like marbles going in your head. Bing, 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 You know, it's like, it can't make sense of things. Oh yeah, oh, Mary, 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 yes, yes. And then I'm thinking, oh, 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 the numbers, numbers. How do I, how, I'm trying to think that, but the numbers don't make sense. The sevens become the nines, the nines become the twos. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know the number. And I can't, but I can't say I don't know the number. I can't say my wife's name is Mary. So she goes, Jeff. Jeff, remember, you're going to be all right, Jeff. And then, and then another voice comes in. It's like, hello, I'm the doctor in the med tent. We are going to rotate you. <laughs> why, are you what, I'm the, why, why are you going to rotate me? And he says, we are going to rotate you so we can take your temperature. You guys know, you guys know, you guys know, you guys, you know where that's going, you know where that's going, you know where that's going, he says, he says, to get the most accurate temperature, we have to rotate you, you may or may not feel a tug. Like, so, oh, okay, so imagine, now my eyes are focused a little bit, you know, so think of a human being in this, in this tub of ice being rotated, I can't move, I can't, I can't freaking move. So they, they rotate me in the tub. So I'm like, oh, let's rotate. I, I feel a very, very small tug. Very, very small tug. And now my eyes are a little focused. I can see, I was like, holy crap. I mean, I got no shoes. I got no shorts. I got no shirt. I got no socks. I'm my underwear. My underwear's all half pulled down. I'm like, oh, I'm not thinking, oh. Do I look good? Do I look good? Well, I, and I'm saying, I, and I, and I, you, you know, you catch yourself. You, you say, oh, hold on, you, you, you nitwit. I mean, you got a thermometer up your butt. You're in a tub of ice. You can't feel shit. You can't say anything. You can barely see. You're flittering and fluttering with your freaking blinking yes or no. And you're worried about it. But you can't say those things. You just can't, you just can't say those things. So then doctor, so, Couple of minutes pass, you know, things pass. And then, and then the guy says, your core temperature is 106, Jeff. 106. You have to be here for a little while. Like, 106? I used to play cricket in the streets of Karachi, you moron. Come on, that's nothing. This is an emergency situation, Jeff. Just take it easy. We're going to take care of you. You're going to be all right. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. So, so then, so then, nurse says, so hey, Jeff. I'm like, no, my name, my, my, my name is not Jeff. So I, I, so I try to say, I say, I say, so, so she says, then what is your name? So, so I'm like, oh. I, I mean, under the best, best oratorial skills of theater, John Gilgood, Richard Burton, you know, Olivier saying Kerem Turta is in itself a challenge. 
I mean, usually it, if people say it's Karen Buddha or or Harham Dirtbag or 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 Karen Dude, I'm like, am I gonna say this? I'm, so I, but you know, I'm trying to process. I'm, I'm saying, I oh, I can do it. Oh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. So I say, so now the woman is like, she, she's trying not to laugh. She's, I, I can make it out. I, I, still, I can't move. I can't. But she's, she's trying not to laugh. She said, "What is wrong with you people? You're, this is a world-class race. You guys don't train. It's a crappy, humid day, and all of you are collapsing like flies. At least you should train." I'm going, "Ooh, you know how much I've been training for how many years and races I've run? You, I'm not an amateur." So I, so I said, oh, amateur, not an amateur. And they, they, she's like, oh, oh, that got you all fired up. And I'm like, oh, again, again, I, I, can't, I can't enunciate. I, I, I can't carry on a con conversation. So then the minutes pass. Things are sort of very elastic when you when you've had a heat stroke. You know, things sort of stretch and stretch. So then the, then the doctor comes in, Karen, uh, we're, we're gonna take another temperature. Uh, you may feel a tug. So takes the temperature again and says, your temperature is dropping. Uh, you need to be here for a little while, but uh, I think you're gonna be okay, you've survived. You almost died. I'm like, oh. So now I can, I can start making out. So I, I, I say, my, my Mary, you know, I, I actually started talking, my tongue, my tongue was so swollen that it really had no room to go. And my jaw is frozen because when you get a heat stroke, your brain just shuts down. There's, the neuron pathways just quit on you, it's just done. So then I'm in the tub, you know, I don't feel anything. Literally, ice to my neck, they keep on filling it with ice, you know, they come in big tub, I'm like, I don't feel anything. I think I'm on the beach on Karachi in Jamaica. I'm very cool as a cucumber. I don't feel anything, anything. So then they say, well, we've called your wife. Uh, she'll be here. You take it easy. Uh, if you don't recover soon enough, you, you'll have to go to the hospital and to the ER. I'm like, ah, that's, that's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. So I stay, I, I stay there. My wife shows up. She's in a state of shock because I mean, I'm, happy. I'm naked. I got, I'm wrapped up in towels, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I've been there probably, I don't know, probably, I estimate it's about half, half an hour. And later, later I found out, later I found out that one of my soccer friends who had actually run the race had come by the same spot. And people were talking about this dude fell down, <laughs> dropped down like a sack of potatoes, got up went a couple of steps and then fell down again. And he was wider than the white blanket that the ambulance came and took him out in. Like, wow, you know. So any, anyway, so make it back, make it back to the car. I got back in, slept the whole day. The whole week I could barely move. It took three weeks, three weeks for my digestive system to come back, just to get back, get back to normal. I'm, I'm very, very lucky. Very fortunate in this state of mind. You know, some may say perhaps it's marginal, but hey, you know. <laughs> but, but so, 
But running, is, running for, for me is a release. And you run, and I always, always, always will check the back of my neck if I'm sweating, because that's an indication your body's actually functioning. In retrospect, I should have done that, and I, and I didn't. Um, I always drink before I go out, <laughs> always. But the other interesting thing is I pray. I get into a rhythm, I pray. I pray for myself, I pray for my friends, I pray for my family. You get in this really cool rhythm, and there are days, there are days I'm really, 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 really grateful for that. And especially on the days when I run with a very dear friend of mine, his name is John Cool. I run with him, I've been running with him for like 10 years. You know, it's because I can. I mean, my core temperature was 106, and I still am able to run with John today. And I'm really, really blessed. So, so thank you so much for listening to the story. Karem comes from a line of well-known Arctic explorers and treasure seekers and starship captains, a family of a little-known, actually well-known Monty Python sketch writers. He can't swim, but he has a cannon for a left foot, which comes in handy in soccer. He can be extremely loud and passionate, and mostly without prompting, not afraid to say, Avengers assemble under all circumstances, and the lover of Sinatra. If you want to know more about today's storyteller, well, you're in luck. Let's join our host backstage, now in conversation with today's teller. Karem, what's your most favorite or least favorite thing about Maine? Most favorite thing about Maine are the beaches and the open sky. The outdoors. Favorite things about Maine. Yeah. And who would you most like to share the stage with? My wife, if it was at all possible. And why is that? Oh, we've been together for 26 years. We make a pretty darn good team. (laughs) (laughs) And you love her that much, you still want her at your side on the stage? Are a lot of your stories about your wife? Uh, This one isn't, though she's briefly mentioned it. But there are some stories where she, she does play a fairly central role because some of my stories are very much about the incredibly stupid things I've done. And uh, she, she's been very gracious to tolerate me, yes. <laughs> she sounds like a good woman. So, you know, I think a good lead up to that is, um, do you listen to yourself after you've told a story? Uh, if so, why or why not? And um, how soon after? Uh, it's rare that I do. And if I do, it's for the purposes of trying to remind, remind myself uh, did I do a fairly good job entertaining my peers and my colleagues and the people who came to listen to me? But not very often, no, no. And I do have a rule that the, the, the uh, stories I tell or the presentations I give, uh, there's never a repeat. You've got a lot of stories in your arsenal. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question. Sure. What is your least favorite thing about Maine? Be honest our self-inflicted parochialism and our self-inflicted negativity about what we can accomplish in life. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thanks so much, Karem. Okay. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad & Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. Special thanks also to GWI and Downey's Pension Services. More information about Soundbites, including how to attend a live storytelling event, can be found online at soundbitesme.org. And of course, you can always hear more stories at mainpublic.org. Thanks for listening.